They had pancakes, uh, popsicles, and other snacks. So uh, really enjoyed all that uh, after the marathon, just limping around. About a mile into our two-mile hike into the woods to see the waterfalls, we saw a moose, a big, real-life moose. Well, hello there, ladies and gents. Thank you so much for listening to the Run the Race podcast as this episode is released uh, late, late Friday night into Saturday morning. Uh, happy weekend. Hope you have some great plans on tap. I'm going with uh, my family to uh, my first Atlanta Braves game of the year. Go Braves. They're uh, having a great season. Uh, best record in baseball right now. And I uh, just had a, uh, a trip with my son out west to Utah. That's what I'm talking about in this episode today. Uh, kind of a race recap of... Uh, for my latest marathon, my first time to the state of Utah, and uh, uh, a marathon in state number 23. So I'm halfway, almost halfway done with my goal and challenge of trying to run a marathon, 26.2 mile race in all 50 states. And so, uh, as, as you well know, Utah is well known for having a lot of Mormons that live there. In fact, a, a lot of places in the state, there's like 60 to 80 percent people that uh, follow the or the Mormon religion. Uh, known as the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, or LDS, as a lot of people call it now. So we're going to talk a little bit later in this episode about uh, the differences between Mormons and Christians, because there are some similar beliefs, but there are some radical differences as well. And uh, a lot of folks you know, maybe have perceptions about, about what a Mormon is or what a Christian is. And so we want to get into that a little bit and talk about the difference and some of the things that I saw, you know, the historic parts of the religion in Utah. But uh, first, I I wanted to give you kind of a rundown of how it went for the big race. Uh, I usually train to, uh, you know, about two, three, four months for each marathon. And uh, I've been on pace running about four marathons per year. So one every season, this one uh, out in Utah. In fact, now I've got most of the uh, south uh, western part of the United States uh, covered I did Nevada earlier this year, did California a couple years ago, and Arizona was one of my early ones on. So I uh, got that part covered. Now I got to cover the, the central United States and Midwest and uh, kind of the Northwest as well. And, uh, and so I've got the, the East Coast where I am, this, the Southeast, got that pretty well covered as well since I live here in Georgia and can drive to some of those. But uh, Utah was great. I uh, enjoyed uh, having my son there who's 19 years old. Zach ran uh, the 5K, so he's pretty probably smarter for, for doing the shorter distance. As you well know, it's been uh, quite hot out there. In fact, in um, Nevada and parts of Arizona, they're seeing 115 degrees. Fortunately, it only got to about 100 where we were in Utah. So uh, we flew in to Salt Lake City, which is where the race was. And the day before, of course, had the, the pizza carbs. That's kind of the tradition at this place called The Pie, which is recommended to us right there on the campus of the University of Utah, where we were staying. Met up with a fellow 50 States Marathon Club member, a friend of mine, Kurt Civilette, who uh, I've also kind of ran into and, and uh, befriended at the Hatfield-McCoy race in West Virginia and uh, also the uh, Big Beach Marathon down in Gulf Shores, Alabama about a year and a half ago. And so it was great to see him there. He's got the same goal as me and I think he's about at least 10 states ahead of me. And so um, on that day before as well, before eating the pizza, my son and I ran a quick two miles and it was uh, 100 degrees because it was the middle of the afternoon. But, you know, they do call it a dry heat. So it's uh, it's different because when it's, you know, 99 there, it feels like 99, whereas 
Here in Georgia, if it's 95, it feels like 104 or 105. That kind of that sauna feel that uh, that fogs up your glasses if you have them on it there. So, uh, so let's go now to race day. It was actually on a Monday uh, because this is a holiday. This is Pioneer Day. It's uh, back on July 24th of uh, 1847. They call it the Days of 47. So the, this same day, back in 1847, was uh, when the folks uh, came over, the pioneers for Utah traveled into the valley and uh, kind of said, hey, this is the place, you know, uh, Salt Lake City. And uh, uh, the Mormons uh, kind of started and said, this is where we're going to set up camp. Uh, again, that was uh, how long ago? If I can do the math, uh, 100 and. 75 years ago, something like that. So on race day, I woke up around 3 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. So this is about two hours difference from Eastern Time. So my body clock may have thought it was 5 a.m., but around 3 a.m. and we got bussed up to the top of Big Mountain, which is a part of Immigration Canyon. I'm going to talk about that in just a little bit. Uh, the marathon started at 5.30 a.m. Uh, Mountain Standard Time, and we were up at 7,000 feet elevation. And just to give you a reference, uh, where I live here in Columbus, Georgia, we're probably at about uh, 200 or 500 feet of elevation, I think, our sea level. So this was 7,000 feet way up in the air, top of the mountain there in Salt Lake City. And um, how the race went was I kind of had a fast start, which is uh, maybe not advised, but uh, because we were going downhill, kind of steep downhill the first five miles, I said, well, just let gravity take you and just kind of run with it and enjoy the downhill. So I was going about a 8.15 a mile pace for the first uh, you know hour or less. And then the next four miles kind of surprised us a little bit. I th- maybe should have studied the race route a little better, um, but it was uh, four miles uphill, and a lot of folks were uh, kind of joking about that. We thought this was a downhill course, right? And then after those first nine, uh, the, the next seven miles were a gradual downhill all the way to what's the sea level in Salt Lake City, Utah, which is 4,500 feet, still pretty high. And we finished on a parade route uh, for a huge holiday there, as I mentioned before, Pioneer Day. And uh, so, you know, I I got to, uh, I had some great volunteers along the way. Uh, It got up to the mid-80s towards our finish. Uh, And those volunteers actually uh, offered up uh, popsicles to me at uh, with about three miles to go. It really hit the spot, really needed that. That was kind of a different, great way to hydrate along with the uh, Gatorade and water I was grabbing every two or three miles uh, from those aid stations. This was the 53rd Deseret News Marathon. Now, the Des- Deseret News is an LDS publication, and uh, it's the oldest marathon in Utah and the fourth oldest marathon west of the Continental Divide. It follows the path the Utah pioneers traveled when they first entered the valley. So they came across on the big mountain and they came down to Immigration Canyon down into Salt Lake City, which is the same route we took for those 26.2 miles. Now, in terms of how things kind of got for me, you know, I was running about a maybe a nine minute, nine fifteen pace uh, for the first half at least um, of the marathon, uh, less than two hours uh, in. And then at around mile 19, probably the fatigue and all those changes in elevation being so high, probably, I guess, caught up with me. And I kind of gave in to just being really tired, started taking a few more walk breaks. Um, but uh, I was meeting and talking with folks, uh, with some fellow marathon runners, uh, met folks from California, 
Texas, Utah, Washington State, a lot of them surprised. I came all the way from Georgia and the Atlanta area. One guy from Cincinnati, we ran most of the last three or four miles together. We were running and then walking, running and then walking. So we both were in the same position. He's about 20 marathons in. So uh, we uh, just, you know, just just surviving to the finish line, right? Um, it ended up being 26.4 miles to finish. And at the finish line, it was in uh, the famous Liberty Park there in Salt Lake, and there was lots of free goodies. We had Chick-fil-A sandwiches. Uh, they also, Chick-fil-A offering pickle juice shots, which is good, very bitter, but but nice. My son liked those. Uh, it's sodas, waters, crumble cookies, and I think that's actually where the headquarters for that company is. And uh, they had pancakes, uh, popsicles, and other snacks. So uh, really enjoyed all that uh, after the marathon, just limping around after uh, running 26.2 miles. My finish time was around 425, which is an average right around 10 minutes per mile pace. Trying to stay in the nines for that, but uh, just couldn't at the end. Uh, I actually finished uh, 178th uh, overall in the standings, the rankings out of nearly 400 finishers. And uh, kind of surprised I was 11th, almost top 10 in my age group of males 45 to 49 in this big race. My son, he finished almost in the top 100 out of nearly 800 in the 5K. And he actually ran three miles before his race from the hotel. So he ended up about six miles. And uh, the hashtag or the the motto they use for this race is, this is the race. And it's similar to what Brigham Young said back in 1847 when they came down the Immigration Canyon. And he said, this is the place. As they chose Salt Lake City as a, a place to kind of, you know, uh, start and uh, kind of be their new place for the, the Mormon religion and uh, to be in this part of America. So uh, that was kind of the race. And, uh, you know, obviously when we go to a different part of the country, first time to Utah, we want to kind of see what the city is like and kind of and experience the culture um, inside and outside. And so um, we actually even made a quick stop at the Las Vegas Strip as well nearby. We'll tell you about that in a second. But uh, so after running those races in Utah, we saw more of the, you know the big city of Salt Lake. Um, they they have the historic Temple Square, which includes where the Mormon Tabernacle Tabernacle, if I can say that right, the Mormon Tabernacle Choir performs. Really uh, cool acoustics there, and um, we uh, got to walk around and, and see uh, you know learn a lot about the the Mormon religion and uh, some of the really historic things there. The actual temple you can't go into. Unless you are LDS, but the temple has scaffolding all over it, so it's under construction right now, so nobody can go in the temple right now. But uh, really cool to see that, even if you're not a believer. Uh, it's just something to experience uh, in your life, so I definitely recommend going to Utah. We also, uh, my son, wanted to do, you know, kind of see the outdoors, so we did some hiking. This was, again, about 10 hours after my marathon. I went and did some hiking. We went up to Donut Falls inside the canyons there. This is a big Cottonwood Canyons. Uh, and about a mile into our two-mile hike into the woods to see the waterfalls, we saw a moose, a big real-life moose, right there next to the trail, uh, eating some uh, roughage, and uh, kind of scary, but uh, kind of fascinating as well. And we had kind of a standoff with him. He was just eating away, you know, not acting aggressive, didn't want to eat us, but maybe could have attacked us if we had kept going on the trail. So we waited about 10 minutes. And uh, he went back into the woods, so we kept going on the trail. So about a four-mile hike overall. 
and uh, both our phones had died or mine had almost died and we couldn't quite get an Uber to get back down the mountain. So uh, we ended up uh, hitching a ride with somebody else that was hiking uh, near us and uh, he was real nice, uh, took us back home. So uh, that was a risky thing. But, uh, you know, so uh, the, the lesson here is keep your phone charged or have some of those mobile charges, especially if you're hiking somewhere where you've never been before. Um, also got a tour, pretty cool, from uh, driving around with a friend of mine who used to work here at WTVM as one of our weekend anchors and sports reporters about 10 years ago, but he's moved out to Utah since then. I've gotten out of TV, but he is now the uh, communications director for the mayor of Salt Lake City. Andrew uh, took us around and uh, to some different neighborhoods and talking about the history and um, this, the different culture and uh, the LDS influence or, or not on uh, the, uh, the cities and, and the, the state. And um, so really cool to, to hear from him. And he actually pointed out to us at Big Cottonwood Canyon, him, him and an Uber driver. An Uber driver actually told us this, that Big Cottonwood Canyon, near where we were hiking, is where Post Malone lives, uh, the uh, hip-hop star, um, one, one of the, the biggest artists uh, in the world right now. So that's pretty cool that he lives in uh, Salt Lake City. And I mentioned Vegas earlier, so flying back home, we actually, the, just to save money, we ended up doing some different connecting flights and on the way home, we flew the other direction to Las Vegas, kind of away from Georgia. And we had a seven-hour layover. So we knew this was going to happen ahead of time. So we were like, well, we can go to the Strip. You know, it would be my son's first time to Las Vegas. We could spend four hours there and uh, before our red-eye flight home. And so we saw this uh, magic comedy show in the afternoon, which is pretty cool. Uh, had some really, really good steaks, expensive but delicious, at Gordon Ramsay's place, which is part of the uh, the Paris uh, Casino and Hotel. And then we walked through uh, several casinos. Uh, really kind of cool to see the the ambiance and the decorations and and all the kind of the flash and uh, of Las Vegas. We didn't gamble. And obviously, my son can't gamble because he's not of age yet. He's 19. But cool to see uh, Utah and see Vegas back home safe and uh, really tired after that. But I think if we caught up on some sleep. I was limping around a little bit like an old man the first two or three days after the marathon. But now um, that marathon was Monday. Now it's Friday night, Saturday. Feeling a lot better. Was able to run a little more today, three miles. And so uh, feeling good. And on to uh, the next marathon, I guess. I haven't decided where yet, but it'll probably be in the fall, October or November. I'll do at least one, maybe even a couple marathons back to back. We'll uh, we'll see uh, what we try this time. So uh, I'm glad that one is done in the books. And um, maybe by the end of this year or early next year, I'll be officially halfway through the 50 states uh, trying to complete this challenge. Um, so, uh, but it was cool to have my son along with me. A nice nice bonding trip for us and to, for both of us to see a new place out west that we've never been before. I definitely recommend that and, and uh, taking family with you and kind of having those new experiences, those memories together and taking pictures and pictures in your mind as well. And I uh, mentioned about, you know, Utah obviously is big for uh, the uh, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints or LDS as it's commonly called nowadays. And a lot of folks uh, maybe have misconceptions about, you know, Mormonism or Christianity. Um, well, you know, both people in both religions believe in Jesus Christ. So we've got that down. Uh, Mormons consider themselves to be Christians, but they're not considered that by Protestant and Catholic Christians. So uh, in my online research, uh, Mormons, it's a, it's a religious group formed by Joseph Smith, 
Um, and uh, in, in the 1820s, Mormonism was developed. And the official name is the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, which is those last three words, LDS, is where that's come from. In terms of the differences between the two, um, the, uh, um, the Mormons believe in the Book of Mormon, and otherwise known as the Mormon Bible. They also believe in the Holy Bible as well, whereas Christians believe you know, in the Holy Bible solely. Mormons believe in a heavenly Father who has a physical body, whereas uh, Christians believe in the Trinity, uh, you know, one God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you know, Jesus the Messiah, and uh, we believe in salvation as Christians as well. We believe that Jesus uh, was born to the Virgin Mary, and Mormons believe Jesus had a natural birth, born of a heavenly Father and of Mary as well. So when, and also one cool, one interesting thing. Um, and you know, my friend said, "Well, if you can, you can tell the people maybe are Mormons by just having glasses of water at the table, or you know, and, and or or and that that's all they're drinking, because um, you know Mormons lead a, a more maybe disciplined life. They are against the use of alcohol, tobacco, tea, coffee, and other addictive substances. So, uh, interesting thing to know about about Mormons. So, um, and uh, there's a lot of radical differences between the two as well. Kind of looking a little deeper. Um, as we said, you know, the Bible, Old and New Testament, that's the unique, revealed, and inspired Word of God, the sole authority of faith and practice for Christians. Whereas uh, Mormonism, they have the Book of Mormon. Uh, Joseph Smith declared that is the, quote, most correct of any book on earth and the keystone of our religion, kind of a collection of modern uh, revelations. Uh, for Christians, salvation is uh, the release of guilt the pow- uh, over the power of sin through God's gift of grace for us. Whereas Mormons, there are some blessings given to exalted people that maybe Christians don't believe, uh, along with being eternally in the presence of Heavenly Father and Jesus, that uh, people can become gods. So that's what the Mormons believe. In terms of life after death, of course, as Christians, we believe in eternal life with heaven. Um, and for those who have trusted in Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior, and then eternal separation from God and his presence in hell for those that are not saved. For Mormonism, there are actually three levels of glory when we talk about the afterlife. There's the celestial kingdom, that's for faithful Mormons, uh, where people may become gods or angels, like I mentioned. Then there's the terrestrial, which is righteous non-Mormons. And the last one is telestial for the wicked and the ungodly. So three levels of glory. And then finally, for the doctrine of the church, uh, the uh, Joseph Smith uh, says, you know, the LDS is the one true church on the face of the earth. He says that, uh, you know, to, Jesus Christ told him to join none of the existing denominations because, because, quote, they were all wrong. All their creeds were an abomination in his sight. And those professors were all corrupt. So uh, those are the kind of uh, quick uh Cliff Notes version, uh, cheat sheet of the differences between Mormonism and Christianism. And of course, I, I'm a Christian, I believe, but I respect all religions and uh, I respect all people. And, um, you know, but, but I believe it's, you know, it's, it's Jesus, it's the Bible only, and that's the only way to be saved and believe in him. And so, uh, you know, uh, wh- whatever you believe as you're listening to this, just wanted to, it's good to educate yourself and to be knowledgeable and not to be, you know, just kind of uh, what you think something is or what you've heard about them on TV or, or from, from your church, what you've heard about Mormons. So, uh, you know, uh, pray for them. And, uh, and sp- speaking of that, I'm going to pray right now to close out this episode of the podcast. Dear God, just thank you for the opportunity uh, to go to Utah and to get us back home safe. 
And uh, Lord God, just help us continue to to run the race uh, of life, whether it be fitness, faith, or whatever else, and and all the things that we're going through. Heal our bodies uh, and give us the rest that we need. Lord God, just thank you for um, getting us through another week that we um, not only are surviving like I was trying to do at the end of my marathon, but that we are thriving because of you, because of your glory and your grace for us, as we talked about, as what we believe. And uh, we just thank you so much for your many, many blessings, praying for all those people, no matter what people believe. We pray for them and uh, for you to give them joy and mercy um, in this life. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much again for listening to Run the Race. Of course, we're on Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher. You can write a review on Apple Podcasts, that little purple icon with a microphone on it. Search Run the Race. Go to the page and uh, go to the bottom. And love for you to write a couple sentences. Tell us what you think. Give us five stars. We want to uh, keep going here and, uh, you know, 160-plus episodes in. In fact, next week, you're in for a treat. I just did an interview. That's uh, there's This episode will come out middle of next week where I talked to Contavious Caldwell Pope, KCP, who is a University of Georgia former basketball player who is from Georgia, but also just won his second NBA championship. He won with the Lakers when he played with LeBron, but he just won with the Denver Nuggets with Nikola Jokic. So uh, KCP uh, talks about you know fitness and uh, mental strength and uh, you know Georgia and playing with some uh, superstars and uh, you know, what his uh, strength regimen is now versus when he was playing basketball in high school. Big difference, I'll tell you that. So uh, great to talk to him. I'm looking forward to you hearing that conversation as well uh, coming up on Run the Race. So hope you guys have a great weekend. God bless.